Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word for the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. It is January. uh, Yeah, it is Thursday, January the 25th, 2024. And it is the uh, third week of Epiphany third week after epiphany so welcome it is um my middle daughter's birthday kelly my middle daughter kelly's birthday today so mom's birthday yesterday kelly's birthday today so awesome um hope you guys are doing well hope you had a good week so far we're almost to the end of the week y'all almost there Appreciate you guys uh, spending some time in the Word together. And uh, today we're going to be continuing on in Genesis chapter 16, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, and John 5. Uh, we're going to just a, a verse or two out of 16 and then reading Genesis 17 up to verse 14. So Genesis sixteen fifteen to seventeen fourteen. Yeah. Got the coffee. Everybody got the coffee poured this morning. If you're listening in the morning. Um I know some people are driving their commute in to work. Um some are retired, so they're just I don't know, at the kitchen table, living room. Some are getting ready for work. Some are exercising. Um, yeah, some are at work listening on the uh, podcast. So hope hope things are going well. Let's dive in, y'all. Um, Genesis chapter 16, verses 15 through 17, 14. Let's do it. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's go. See what the Lord has to say to us today through his word. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son uh, she had born. Abram, Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make you and I will I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. Hmm. 
no longer will you be called Abram, your name will be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Hmm. So, uh, paralleling with Abraham's now increased blessing, that he's going to now, that is the father of many nations. Abram probably means something like exalted father, um, something like that. But in Abraham, father of father of many nations. So, um, or father of many. So exalted father, father of many. So his name has been expanded to correspond with his um, increased blessing, promise of God. So he's no from so from now here from now on in the Bible he's no longer Abram he's Abraham. For I have made you the father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. Now he's ninety nine years old, guys. Remember that he's ninety nine. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you. For you the generations to come, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan, where you are where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. So it's a promise of um, it's a promise of people and place. Right? It's a promise of descendants and of a location. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you land. I'm gonna give you a place in this world. Then a, then God said to Abraham, As for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you. The covenant you are to keep, every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and you. So the covenant of circumcision was a sign of the old covenant, which is basically the Abrahamic covenant, right? Um, for the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those born in your household or uh, bought with money from a foreigner. Those who are not those who are not your offspring. So basically everyone, every male in your household, in an Israelite household, was to be circumcised as a sign of the promise, as a sign of the covenant. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. An uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God also said to Abraham, As for Sarah, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name is now Sarah. I will bless her and will and surely give you, give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of the nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Wow. 
so um so here god makes this covenant with abraham um you know and all the covenants always point towards you know a more eternal covenant but um yeah so god makes a covenant with abraham that um He's going to make him the father of many nations, and he's going to give him a land and a place. And um, remember, God—I mean, Abraham's a wanderer, man. Like this is this is a huge promise. This is literally creating something out of nothing, which is the whole point of Genesis. Genesis is a book of origins. It's the create. It's the origins of the world. The whole of, all of create how it create how it started. It's the origins of the people of Israel. How did they start? How did we even get here? Well, it started with God, just like in a similar fashion of creating the all of existence out of nothing. He created the people of Israel practically out of nothing. He chose Abraham. Abraham was not more righteous than anyone else. Abraham was in a sense a Gentile. What made what made Abraham an Israelite? God. Abraham was not born an Israelite. No one was before before I mean up until that point. Abraham was a Gentile. But God chose him and um and made this covenant with him. And uh, it's amazing what God can do. Creates literally nothing, something out of nothing. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's do it. Let's jump over to Hebrews chapter 10. 1 through 10. Hebrews 10, 1 through 10. Welcome, everybody. So glad you guys are on. Let's see. The... The law is only a shadow, see? So they'll, you know, Abrahamic covenant, um, which is way before the Mosaic law. Um, but the law is only a shadow of good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. Otherwise, would they have not stopped being offered? So yeah, they were. They made people perfect. They were. They were um, perfectly effective. Why would you keep doing them? But they're not. Otherwise, uh, um, otherwise, would they have not stopped being offered? For the worshippers would have been cleansed once for all, and would not, and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. Um, but those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. So Jesus is, in a sense, this uh, this psalm is being put in the mouth of Jesus. I have come to do your will, Lord. That good Jesus came to do the will of God to fulfill the uh, the perfect 
um, requirements of um, sacrifice and um, purification. So Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. First, he said, sacrifices and sin offerings, burn offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. So it's not that necessarily that people were doing it wrong. They were doing it the way God wanted them to do it. But it was a, it was a shadow. It was pointing towards something more important, so the reality itself. Morning, everybody. Welcome. Hello, Molly. Hello, Trish. Um, verse 9, then he said, I, here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first, that is the first covenant, to establish the second. And by that, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. We have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Whereas the Old Testament, um, Old Covenant sacrifices were only a shadow, Jesus is the perfect sacrifice that uh, is offered once for all for our sins. And because of it, because it is perfect and um, effectual, it is able to make us holy, to make us right before God. Yeah. John chapter 5, verses 30 through 47. 5, 30 through 40. Yeah, 30 through 47. John 5, 30 through 47. By myself, I can do nothing. This is Jesus speaking. By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. So here he's talking in terms of what is, uh, what was, what was uh, legally accepted as... Um, valid evidence. A person could not strictly testify on behalf of themselves. There has to be two or three witnesses. So what Jesus is saying is like, if you took that out of context, it sounds like my testimony is not true. Like I'm not telling the truth. That's not what he's saying. He's saying my testimony is not validated according to the culture of the time, right? He's saying if I testify by myself, my testimony is not true. Like you can't testify on your own behalf. You have to have two or three witnesses. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. So there's another witness. You have sent you you have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. So he's trying to say, you know. I'm, I'm helping you understand <laughs> so that by understanding my message, by understanding, understanding who I am, you might be saved. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. 
John was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his enjoy his light. So, you know, people were fans of John for a while, um, but he testified to Jesus. Um, he was a witness to Jesus. I have testimony weightier than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing testify that the Father has sent me. So here's another witness, which are what? The works that he's done, the miracles. So John is a witness, someone outside of Jesus. Uh, John the Baptist is testifying that Jesus is the Messiah. Uh, but Jesus says, I have, a, I have weightier evidence than that. Uh, weightier testimony than that that is that is that is speaking to the reality that I am uh, Messiah, um, and and that is the very works I'm doing. Um, <clears throat> the very works that I am doing testify that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. So now there's a third. Now there's a third witness. Who? God the Father. God the Father himself. Not only the, the, the works of the miraculous works Jesus is doing testify, now God himself, the Father who sent me, testifies concerning me. You have never heard his voice, nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you did not believe the one he sent. And so you think, well, how did the Father testify to Jesus? Well, he's about to tell you. <laughs> it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible right here. This is amazing. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible right here. You study, this is, man, this is underlinable. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Oh, this is often missed, but this verse right here is really, really good. Um, Verse 39, John 5, 39, you study the scriptures diligently, diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Boom. Jesus is saying the Bible is about him. That's what he's saying. When you read the Old Testament scriptures, and you you know you you study them and you you know just you know memorize them and and diligently learn all of the you know the the context and the intentionality all the stuff behind the the Old Testament scriptures. But if you miss Jesus, you've missed the whole point. Come on, if you if you miss Jesus. You've missed the point. Jesus says that the Bible is about Jesus. Just like I said yesterday, Jesus preached Jesus. People think that's crazy. Huh? No, he preached about love and kindness and forgiveness. Yeah, he did. But at the end of the day, it was about him. That's what he was. That's who he is. <laughs> and the whole and here Jesus is saying the whole Old Testament, all of the Bible, this whole book, are the very scriptures about him. And if we don't see Jesus in the in, in it, you've missed the whole point. And so Jesus says, these are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me. 
to have life. Mm. It reminds me of the, the passage of uh, always, always studying but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Right? I think that's First Timothy, uh, a, a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Um, always learning, always studying, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Hmm. Yeah, so we don't we don't study the Bible, we don't read the Bible on this on our the podcast here just to gain knowledge. We we do it to what? Connect with Jesus, to know Him more. Um, to worship him, to learn more about him, to learn how we can better um, be obedient to him and reflect who he is and his nature and his character to the world. <clears throat> I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your heart. He's talking to re the religious leaders here, religious um, the Pharisees and others. So you know that went over well. You're telling the religious leaders that they don't have the love of God in their heart. <laughs> I have come in my Father's name and you who do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. So I've come in the name of God and you won't accept me. But if just someone just comes on their own, you're fine. But you claim to love God. I've come in, um, da, da, da. how can you believe since you accept the glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the, from the only God? Ooh, ooh. Jesus spitting fire right there. What are you saying? He's saying you, you like to glory each other. You like to impress each other. You like to, you know, um, get accolades and attaboys from each other. Uh, but you're not really seeking the very approval of the only God, the only, the one true God. You're, uh, you're, uh, you're performing for the wrong, wrong audience, fellas. <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. You're, uh, you're, you're performing for man's approval rather than for God's approval. And, um, and so that when God is right in front of you, you miss it. Why? Because you're not your your focus is not on the approval of God, it's on the approval of man. Hmm. That's a good reminder for all of us, right? Because we can start uh trying to impress other people and lose the focus that we really, you know, should be serving God first and uh performing for, as they say, an audience of one, which is the Lord. Verse 45, but do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. <laughs> he's saying that what he's saying, the, 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 the Old Testament, the Bible, is, uh, is testifying against you. It's, it, is, it is revealing the inadequacy of your devotion to God. It's revealing how misguided your own worship. So... Um, so-called worship of God is. So basically saying, I don't need to accuse you. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hope is set. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. Man, did Jesus ever claim to be God? Yes. 
he just made. Jesus just said that Moses, when he's writing the Bible, is really writing about me. Whoa. So when, G- when Moses is writing the, the Torah, he's writing about Jesus. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? Ooh, 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 ooh. Jesus. He's like, you don't even believe what he said. If you believe what he said, you'd believe what I say. If you don't believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? Hmm. If you don't believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? Wow. And that's a great, that's a reminder for us to take seriously the teachings of the Old Testament, the Word of God, that as the Word of God. Take seriously what the Old Testament scriptures say. If you take that serious, what is written, you'll take seriously what Jesus said. Yeah, Jesus took seriously what was written, and so should we. And when we take seriously what was written, then we'll take seriously what Jesus has truly said. Because Jesus will speak, even through the Holy Spirit, to our hearts, consistent. He'll speak consistently with what is revealed in Scripture. Yeah. All right, you guys, thanks for being on today. Let's, uh, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for time to spend with my friends in the, in the word of God. Thank you, Lord, that the word is living and active. Thank you that uh, the greater, better things that are revealed through, uh, through, the, through your ministry, Lord, are now available to us today. But we do thank you for the Old Testament scriptures that speak truth and point to you and point to um, who you would be and what you would do and the, and the sacrifice that you would offer on our behalf. And we thank you for it. God, help us to live out these uh, words, to not only be studiers and learners, but also to be doers of the word. Uh, Lord, help us not to miss you in our study of theology and the Bible, but that those endeavors would be a means towards knowing you better. Lord, I thank you for my friends and their devotion and commitment to learning and studying your word. May you bless and encourage them. May you plant the word of God deep within each and every one of our hearts, and may it produce fruit, fruit that will last. Lord, may you bring healing and wholeness and blessing to each and every person um, today. We give you thanks for the privilege of being together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you guys so much for being on today. Thank you for being with us this week. We'll be back at it on Monday. We continue our readings through the scriptures. You guys are awesome. Thank you for liking, subscribing, commenting. Just appreciate all your feedback and comments on the live stream. Really appreciate you putting your input and sharing with each other, praying for each other. That's awesome. And again, uh, all the sharing and liking uh, is really greatly appreciated. If you are not yet subscribing to the YouTube channel, you can do that. That will help you know when um, new 
episodes drop. You'll get notifications when we go live. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, yeah. The Unfiltered Bible Study. So check it out. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for being on. You guys are awesome. Have a fantastic weekend. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.